Hey neighbor. Little brown jug, do I love thee? What? <laughs> How you doing? Good, good. Yeah, we got to do this in the shop so we can. Yeah. Be around all the gadgets, and inventions. Yeah. Sometimes one day, I was having a bike roll party, and one of the guys was looking around and goes, "You know, this is like a cross between." Santa's workshop and a mad scientist yeah. laboratory. Good, good cow. <laughs> well, I remember, this is Bill, y'all, my neighbor Bill. We've known each other for many years. And I remember the old uh, bicycle illuminator. Oh, yeah. Uh, you came up with an <laughs> electric bicycle with a cart behind it with a movie playing on a screen of Tron. With the soundtrack and everything. I never I don't have any idea why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it seemed like an appropriate thing to do at the time. It was brilliant. <laughs> and then there was the votorator, well again an electric bicycle with a cart holding a land hauling a land a loudspeaker uh, <laughs> with a sign saying go vote. This was uh, around election time and I rolled around the neighborhood with it. And Ron went over to Pearl to get him to vote, and the Pearl security guys didn't like that no, very much. No, they busted me right away. So I rolled <laughs> down to Rosella's, parked it in the courtyard, and went inside and got to meet Beto O'Rourke, one of the local uh, politicians. Yeah, I wonder if we'll ever get elected to anything. <laughs> yeah, he's tried. And one of everything. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Well, tell me about your evolution here as, I mean, you were a businessman. You ran the bike yeah, shop, right? Yeah, but I've always built things. I've always been a builder of things, but it was always um, things that had some purpose, things that did something. And, yeah. and I was, I, you know, I was always kind of creative on how I do them, but still they were functional. It was all about functional things. And then actually... It was you that got me started down the road of being an artist, I yeah. think, when you came one time and you said you were looking for people to, um, to do, bicycle, do art. bicycle art at the, for the, for, uh, the high wire. High wire, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I, I thought a second, I said, well, heck, I can do that. And so <laughs> it was really a start of a wonderful thing. It was, uh, you know, I was very successful that first night. I built a few items and... Uh, successful? You mean you sold stuff? Sold stuff, what? yeah, that first time. With like bicycle and rim yeah, sculptures stuff? Yeah, stuff like that, yeah. yeah. And so for a, for a while, I stuck with the bicycle theme. And then eventually I kind of branched out and did other stuff. But usually it was always... Uh, um, recycled items or whatever upcycling or whatever you call where you use things that are other things like uh, like uh, television discs and you know the the television uh, discs. the the disc what do they call those the the antennas oh. you know those big uh, Dishes? Dishes, yeah. yeah I would yeah. use those as bases for things. And it was just a lot of fun. It was really... And I, 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 I always think back on when I first started doing it, I, I've always done stuff that that has some use, some utilitarian use. And 
when I was thinking about doing sculptures, I was thinking, you know, I really don't want to just do sculptures that sit there. So I decided to put light in my sculptures, oh, not yeah. not shine light on them, but have light yeah. be an integral part of them. I remember that. And so, yeah, that's pretty much the kind of art that I... I worked Your on. Your stuff was all lit up yeah, with all, LED lights. Yeah, yeah, and and not, you know, art, regular art, it's, you shine lights on it, and this was more where the light was a part of, of the whole thing. Where, what's your, what would you consider your greatest invention here in, in, the, in your mad workshop? Probably, I built a, I built, a trailer for the bike share organization that was just the light years beyond what anybody else had done. Those bikes are big and heavy. And so I got a low trailer and I, I created these, these, um, things that mount on that trailer that hold those bikes and then the people could just roll the bike up in there and it would lock it into place, yeah, and I that. that was probably the coolest. That's probably the that? coolest thing. No, they took all that stuff off to move stuff with it, and uh, and somebody stole the trailer. Oh, so, but the bikes nowadays are too heavy to do, you know, to work with like uh-huh. that. So anyway, so where are you at now in your evolution of inventing I'm, and designing? Things? Yeah, it's more like I'm just so so. My one of my big discoveries, like I said, I've always just been a builder of things and when I got into the art thing again it had to do you know I mean the the most incredible part of that was didn't have to really do anything it would you know you could build something just for the aesthetic value of it just something that looked cool and I'll I always said that my favorite when I was showing my stuff I always loved the art shows that was fun talking to people and and my favorite thing wasn't when people said, oh, I like your work. It's, it was, I've never seen anything like that before, you know? And that was always, that was my greatest uh, compliment. Contribution to the art world. Yeah, yeah. Mystifying just, people, blowing yeah, their like, expectations. What in the world is that? <laughs> but and the other thing that was kind of cool, though, is that people would look at my stuff and they go, well, I can do that. Uh-huh. And, you know, kind of in an inspirational type of uh, thing. Yeah. And, it, and, and you know, my, my response to that was, well, why don't you do it? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like the wood rocket? Now I'm remembering the wood rocket. The wood jet. The wood jet. Yeah. Oh, God, that was one of my great inventions. I had, I'd always, Describe ha- it. I'd always hated outdoor <laughs> fire fire pits because wherever you sit the smoke blows right in your face and so I thought well shit if I if I make one that that it forces the air up out of the chimney that would shoot the smoke straight up and so I created this thing it's a like a cylinder with a with a chimney on top of it with a venturi bend to it so that when you get the the fire going in there it literally jets out the top it it forms a jet out one time i was at ron's house and took one over there and it had started to rain it was like a thunderstorm (laughs) and and it was tough to get it going but once we got it going it sucker 
Wood jet one, <laughs> and you could see a donut hole in the clouds above it, where it was burning a hole in the clouds. That no. was that was an <laughs> event. People were amazed. There were people gathered for the movie, and you had your wood jet going, and it was like pretty spectacular. Yeah, in the in this driving rainstorm, and it was just defying all yeah. odds and going <laughs> like that. But now I just do stuff. I love building uh, Christmas displays in my front yard, uh, big gaudy Christmas displays and Halloween displays. And, and I've also been um, real active in our um, community garden. I, I kind of got involved over there and have had a lot of fun. Those women, there's uh, several women that are involved in the thing and they have all these wonderful ideas, but they never had anybody to Oh, wow. to do it you know to 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 um to execute their ideas and that's what i've kind of brought to the table was able to do that that sandbox the starship, the starship. that was somebody's idea you know that wasn't their idea to do the starship that was my you know the design was so mine but in the shape of a star yeah i just thought it would be fun to do it in the shape of a star and it was a little kid that lived who visited the garden a lot that uh, named it. She was. I had built it to look like a star, and she she looks at me and she goes, "You're the guy that made the starship, aren't you?" And I go, "Yeah, that's me." And so that's the name of it. So she, that's what you've kind of evolved to, like community garden. Yeah, and community like garden working and do, with like community projects. Yeah, that's right. Basically, yeah. Right. And I've built things for the National Park Service. Um, several of my huh. Uh, things are on display at the at Mission San Jose and at uh, Mission Espada, and uh, I just recently got through with a project for the Alamo. Um, nothing real great, but it was you know something. It, it's kind of foot in the door, maybe kind of thing. So this is kind of a, a new career. It's more than a hobby. It's yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. And and my actual new career was being a tour guide. Yeah. And uh, that's how I kind of met all these people at the Alamo and at the at the park service. But they then they found out I could build things, and and so it developed into that. So yeah, I would say I look at my life as chapters, as a bunch of chapters, yeah. and uh, none of them, not one's better than the other. They're just all kind of equally interesting. And this art thing has kind of been. Um, you know, one of those chapters and a kind of a fun chapter. Yeah. Well, you've got some uh, fascinating tools here. You got an awesome lathe over here. Oh, yeah. It's a serious piece of machinery. That lathe is probably 60, 70 years old. Really? It was, so they don't wear out? No, evidently not. I mean, that that was in a school and oh, my brother-in-law, it was in a, you know, a shop where they teach yeah. shop and uh, it was in somewhere clear clear lake or somewhere and it was the same lay that my brother-in-law uh who's a little five years older than i am took shop lessons on really? and then his brother worked at that school and when they decided to get a new one they were just gonna throw it away and so the brother got it and and my brother-in-law so gave this to me yeah it it's i don't do um i don't do you know careful machining down to the thousandths of an inch, but if I need something to fit something else, 
I can carve a little, you know, use that to carve a little bit off of it and uh, so it'll fit together. The other cool thing it does is it'll drill holes into like a bar. It's real hard on a drill press to drill a straight hole down through a, a cylinder, you know, a cylindrical shape uh, uh, bar or something. Right. And that, when you chuck it up in that thing and the drill bit stays constant you can see the chuck right yeah. there and then you just roll it in and so the drill bit doesn't move but the part moves oh, yeah. and you can drill this perfect hole right down the middle of a of huh. a round stock cool got a bandsaw that's got a great handy. bandsaw that's really that's not even my best bandsaw uh -huh. i use that one it's a wood bandsaw my favorite one is this one this is my uh, metal band saw. Oh, right. And before I was using a chop saw that's real loud and noisy and chews up the pieces. And this one is super quiet, super accurate, and it just saws uh, stuff up. And that was, this was, I did a big project for uh, Bike Share. They were having bikes stolen out of their docks. And so I created a device that that made that much harder for thieves to to do. They were huh. cutting them out with a with an electric uh, say a saber saw kind of thing, and I created like these sawzall. devices sawzall. And they were you know how they have the little hoops that go in that yeah. lock into that. Have you seen? The, have you looked at them? Not really. So the the forks go down, and they have these <laughs> loops sticking out from the forks, yeah. and the dock, the thing you stick it into just basically catches the, you, you plug it in there and it catches that. Well, that was great when the bikes were, uh, before they were electric and because the, they were clunkers and nobody wanted them. Well, then all of a sudden, when they started putting the electric assist on them, they had a real nice Bosch yeah. electric drive and everything. And people were want, you know taking them and stealing them and, and taking the parts yeah. off. So I created these stainless steel things that bolt on to those that get couldn't they couldn't get to the couldn't get to those so that thwarted the thieves yeah pretty much i mean it, a real <laughs> determined guy can get one but it takes too long they don't yeah. you know they they think they got one through that but um but other than that they're not trying so what else you got going on here that's interesting and fascinating and uh, Love these tools, man. I mean, they're yeah, I got everything things. mounted up. Pure. That was that's a uh, my uh, wire brush yeah. is a the motor out of my old um, table design. saw. You, down there, switch it down there. That's loud. That's a that is a that is a motor out of a of my old table saw. Big badass motor and wow. this is um this is what I was using on those Alamo thing. things. I would stick the bar through there and I needed a point on one end and so I would I'd rotate it uh, and it would you know it would round that off and point it. So you're kind of a tool collector. Oh yeah. Way. Well I've always felt like that uh Whenever I do a project, if there is a tool that will make it easier, I'll I'll get it, mm -hmm. and uh, and and so down the line that helps tremendously, you yeah. know, because and you just expanded your repertoire. That's of right. What you that's can right, do. and it just makes stuff easier. 
Yeah, and this is my newest fun thing. Well, here I'm yeah, creating. Oh, where did I have them here? Creating the. Now you have to program this somehow to make the yeah. uh, designs. Yeah, you want to see one go? Oh, I need to make one right now. So. It doesn't blast it away like a lightsaber. You know, you get it on your phone? Yeah, you use your phone to do it. Let's see. So it's a Wi-Fi connection. Uh-huh. It's a Bluetooth. Bluetooth. Let's see. Oh, I need it. Oh, no, I can't. I don't want to do it right yet. Right. Anyway, it'll burn the thing in there. And then you just glue a um, plate on the back and you use one of those magnets, you know, that goes through your shirt. Oh, name plates. Name plates, yeah, name badges. So anyway, um, what else have I been working on? The Alamo thing is pretty cool. That was kind of a... You know, it's real. It was real basic stuff, but you know, is maybe it? a foot in the door thing. I don't have one here to show you. I'm gonna go pick them up later today. But it's a, it's a four foot high stanchion that has a plate on it that they will glue an acrylic sign onto, like a small sign that says, you know, this is station number twelve that you can listen to. You know, push twelve on your phone and it'll, it, you know. It'll, so this is for the new remodeled yeah, Alamo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grounds. It's for grounds. the grounds yeah. like that. It goes outdoors, and so I'm having them uh, powder coated. By I, I know a guy who has a powder coating place, and yeah. so they're powder coating them, which is a painting process that uh, stays on forever. Uh-huh. So, and what else am I working on? Uh, Got your TV over here so you can watch movies. Yeah, well, that's a stuff. cool thing is that I, my monitor went out on my TV. I had it set up on my workbench here, and I, I thought, well, shit, I can just run both things out of the one TV. So I have, I, I can switch between it being the monitor for my computer or a TV, a regular TV. Mm-hmm. So I just use the same same. Well, what's the keyboard for here? Do you actually play music yeah, with it? You know, I um, a, a couple of years ago, I wrote a kind of a, a kind of a mini musical. <laughs> I thought you were going there for the uh, about the missions. You know, uh-huh. I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about what went on in those missions, no and and, uh, and so I wrote this mini musical that looks at it from all these different angles, all the different people involved, a, a, a man and woman who came into the missions, a soldier that was assigned to the missions, a friar that's there, and uh, and just kind of let them tell their story. So they're all singing their story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'll, they'll, each, they'll sing one, and then there'll be a narrator. Uh-huh. You know that talks about what was going on in the missions. Well, how does it go? Can you play the theme song? Uh, the no, I can't. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if I have. Let me here. You want to hear one? Yeah. Here. I actually had a real musician working with me for a while, and he bailed. Rightfully so. <laughs> Why? 
Oh, you know, it was just kind of dragging on, yeah. and uh, I tried to get into Luminaria with it, but yeah. it didn't fly. Okay, so here's the cool thing. So I can just change to the computer. Let me find it right, here. Good. Let's see. A military presence was important in those early days of the missions. There was a military base or presidio downtown so this near Valero, uh, but that was of little help if you were attacked at the southernmost missions. Each mission had a contingency sure. of two or three soldiers whose job it was to train the local inhabitants in the use of arms and tactics. Some learned to use the noisy There's not music. I've always found the English to be a royal pain. That's you. I left my native Ireland to serve the king of Spain. So this is an Irish guy who went to uh, to join the Spanish army and uh, got sent over here. And this is an uh, this is an Irish ballad that's real wonderful called the Blue and the Red or something. It's about the. Catholics versus uh, So you borrowed the tune and added the words. I just, yeah, yeah. I didn't always do that. I wrote some of the tunes. Anyway. That's hilarious. It's a cool song. Okay, let's, let me find another one. There's, I, I'd love to get... Well, I had no idea that he had branched off. In the, the 10 years prior to really making good. contact with the Spam... And soon, um, it this is a scale, really quite a beautiful thing. Well, Maria, not so much. I don't feel well, and I fear death is on its way. This God that they believe in is a cruel one, I would say. This is one of the Indians. I'm sick of all the praying in a tongue I hardly know. Who's singing this? Rudy Hart. Still begins to show. The life of doing what I want is mostly what I miss. I'll say just what I feel right now. I didn't sign up for this. How quickly you forget about the life we had before. This is the woman. Never enough food, snakes, spiders at our door. The Indian couple. Don't forget about the Apaches with the raids. They killed He's saying, I hate this, I'm going to get out of here. And she's going, when man, you forgot what it was that line. You, <laughs> you know. As a matter of fact, you did sign up for this. It's really cool. And I'm so. I, was it actually produced? In I tried real hard yeah. and I contacted a lot of different I people did. and couldn't ever get anybody to. Break into a theater scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they don't really like non-musical people writing music. They, you know, they feel like it's a real, in, you know, it's a, easy a to trespass on their territory. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's a beautiful. This, let me see if I can. He's got another song that he did that is so, so amazing. It was my really my first. The goal of the Spanish. Bound by it. This is a. This is a Oh here, yeah. So this is a this is the friar singing. My mother was mourning. 
My father went to war When money found his pension Didn't get us very far My plan had always been To go to the university But one in Salamanca Speakers were blown out. Well, it sounds like it does. Alas, without resources, admission was not gained. So I worked on a ship to get my passage to Do you write this tune? No, he wrote the tune to this one. I heard St. Francis calling. I heard the solemn knell. But I wrote the These lyrics. people of the new world. We're headed straight to hell. So this is the friar talking, and he's kind of, kind of melancholy. You know, he's like, "What the fuck am I doing here?" And this is, you know, I don't. This isn't exactly what I had hoped my life would turn out as. But, but it's what I'm doing it in the end. He comes to the conclusion. That's a lot of that. He comes to the conclusion that he, he did it to help these people. The readers and disease We do our best to shelter them But not always with ease My God, I grow so tired of all the work and all the prayer I want to run away, but there's nowhere to go But this was my first, this is the first song he wrote And it just, you know, you, you write this poetry and then to hear somebody sing it it's a real Anyway, yeah, you get the picture. I get the picture. But it's a it's a very interesting. Uh, it's very cool. And one day I hope you know I'll get somebody to do it. I think I think it's a it's a it's a it's an important thing. You know, yeah, maybe it, it needs some more evolution, some more development, some more... I know. Man, I went and, and worked with a guy that writes musicals for uh, for Broadway and such, and uh, a friend of Rudy's, a guy Rudy knows, and he helped me write some of the stuff. And uh, it's there, I think, mm-hmm. but it just... Uh, mm-hmm. I just need to find... You know, I, I envision... Probably a school doing it, you know, rather than a big production, right? It would be more of a choir type. Uh, well, something like Say C. Do you know about them? No, uh-uh. They're an after-school arts group oh, downtown. Oh. They're pretty big, and they do a lot of theater. Oh, that'd be cool. They did a theater piece based on one of my ideas once really? about really? the creation myths of the people around oh, the Blue yeah, Hole. Yeah, yeah, Did you know that the... Um, if you go down to that Yanaguana playground, they've got that really cool uh, uh, panther, and yeah. that's all has to do with the evolution, the the creation myth of yeah. the of the those people, the Coeltecan types, yeah. like that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so I I I feel like my Purpose creativity, huh? I'm going to fill in your sentence for you. No, I was going to say, I feel like my creativity is just work. It's all the same. It's just where I aim it. You know, you, uh, I have this, this laser beam of, of energy and focus. And it's just wherever I aim it is what, what happens. It's not this secret art thing, you know, hidden inside me or something like that. I think it's all the same thing. 
all the same thing, all come from the same motivation. All comes from the same, yeah, the inner same whatever. Inner well you know. of billness. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly yeah, it. I get and it. It's, uh, and, and the same, same energy that had me build displays for the store I was with and right. all of that, it's all the same. It's just, you know, it's yeah. just wherever I point the, point the beam. So would it be fair to say you're having a lot of fun and you are exploring new territory? Oh, yeah. And I would say absolutely. And I'm not afraid. Well, and, and I'll just, I'll tell you this. It's probably maybe not something you'd want to use, but... Uh, I can edit it. Yeah. I was I was having some weird problems, some anxiety problems. And so I went to Dr. Magoon. Do you remember him on he was on Broadway? And Dr. He, Magoon. Yeah, that was he was this wonderful doctor that had a place on Broadway that you kind of a walk in, go to your doctor guy, you know. So you 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 know, I went in and, and he checked everything and it ended up prescribing an anti-anxiety pill for me and I swear that was the beginning of of really my opening up and what and, was it um LSD no no I can't remember <laughs> it's just one I don't remember which one okay. it is but anyway it's uh you know, I, I started talking more. My my son was talking to my wife and he goes he goes, I don't remember dad talking as much when he was you know, when he was when I was at home. So it kinda opened I think maybe it, it opened me up a little bit. Kinda reminds me of when you mowed down all the the uh hedges and everything you had in your front lawn and you kinda came out at that point you were before that I, nobody knew you or you were kind of hidden behind that and uh and when you cut all that stuff down I, that's when that's when you kind of opened up i think yeah. so it was it, it and i have no idea you know i i i suspect that had something to do with it but i don't know for sure yeah. wow it's a fascinating story bill it really is i admire you and respect you for doing your thing and putting together this shop and then producing stuff for for the community and for you know really great purposes it's, yeah it's pretty cool well i've enjoyed the heck out of it what's your next um target i don't i'm kind of in a lull point i yeah. i just finished my uh christmas display yeah. and that's always a real traumatic full-blown thing yeah. and uh and so I don't have any projects. I so occasionally I have to back off and clean my shop up and right. straighten up and catch up with correspondence and everything. But that's a hard thing for me to do. I I have yet to master getting it 100% clean. I don't think shops are supposed to. I mean, maybe some people <laughs> yeah. if they're that anal, but you know, a shop is a shop. It's yeah, scary. yeah, yeah. And I've always my my uh, criteria for when I need to clean it is when I can't find stuff, when it takes more than a couple of minutes to find things. Right. <laughs> when it, you hit the sweet spot, though, is when it's a little dirty and all the tools you normally so use right are there. out. Yeah, yeah everything's within reach like that. It's a nice uh, hammer collection. Oh, yeah. I use them all. I use every one of those. You know, and that's one thing I found. If you notice, all of my tools yeah. are they're accessible. Like, like they're art pieces. Like yeah. it's an art yeah. Uh, yeah. exhibit. And this, these are uh, old um, parts, parts off of my uh, 
passed bicycles. Uh -huh. These are made by an Campagnolo. Italian Campagnolo. Campagnolo. Yeah. Man, back when I first got into the to the cycling scene back in the seventies, that was the hot stuff. Yeah, you know it was, and it, and I always I just think it's beautiful stuff. It's it real, is. almost like artwork itself. Yeah. Wow. Well. Okay, you got any final words for our interview? No. To the world? No. Any, any blessings, any cool messages? Around. This is, that's a picture of my uh, college roommate and I on our cross-country trip. We oh, rode yeah. our bikes. Tell me the story of getting up on your bikes and yeah. ready to roll yeah. across the country. We, uh, it was between my junior and senior year, and my my roommate at the time, Mark Simpson, he he wanted to do something spectacular. Of course. And he wanted to, for, at first it was, hey, let's hike the Appalachian Trail. And I've been on that Appalachian Trail and my feet were wet all the time and you couldn't see anything. That didn't sound like a lot of fun to me. And I go, nah, Mark, I don't think that sounds good. And <laughs> he goes, well, why don't we go on a bicycle trip? Okay, across the country and it's like okay well that sounds interesting and it was it was very interesting we started in myrtle beach south carolina and uh rode all the way to uh san francisco wow right is this the one the where country. you started off with a bungee cord wrapped around your brakes yes <laughs> yeah so don't you want me to tell that part? yeah yeah okay so the um the Back in those days, you had what were called center pull brakes. You had a, it was a, a loop that the the brake, uh, the handle would pull on, and that would cause the the calipers to shut like that. And so, I had been kind of worried about doing this trip. Anyway, I usually worked during the summers and made money, spending money for school, and so I wasn't going to be able to do that. So I was kind of concerned at the beginning anyway and so i wake up the the first morning after we we rode a little ways the day before and woke up the next morning and packed up our stuff and put my sleeping bag on there and i inadvertently hooked the bungee cord onto that it's called a straddle cable that activates the brakes and so they were on full blast they were on as tight as you if you were to hold on to it as hard as you could and so I start riding down the road and it was like, man, this is really hard. I don't think I can, I'm not going to be able to do this whole thing. And I was, you know, I was thinking, what an idiot, you know, you've really signed up for something. And then finally I pulled over and, and looked and could see that it was doing that. I lifted the back end up and I couldn't turn that wheel with my hand. Oh, wow. And so I unhooked it, and everything was better from smooth there sailing. on. Smooth yeah, sailing. Yes, smooth sailing. But that I thought that was a story. bad omen to start my trip with. But it turned out to not be. It turned out to be a life-changing. And because I was not able to earn spending money because of that trip, I got a part-time job at, at the bike shop. The bike shop. <laughs> and uh, the bike shop that I ended up being Turned part owner with. a new chapter. Yeah, yeah, it was That's a new hilarious. chapter. So is that kind of a, 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 a mythic family story in the, yeah. in, in the Simon's yeah, plan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bonnie's favorite part of it is that I, it was, 
I started out with $200 in my pocket right. and came home with $40. Yeah, yeah. Wow, across so the country. So I spent $160, yeah. And we would we ate a lot of tuna fish casseroles and right. and uh, stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. Made it all the way across, across the mountains, the desert, everything. Yeah, yeah. And, and those were 10 speeds, too. That... You had uh, five gears in the back and two in the front. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the bikes nowadays have 10 gears on the back alone. And so uh, it was, you know, you just muscled up everything across. Uh-huh. You had to go across three mountain passes, three big mountain passes or or mountain chains to get there. But you were young and naive. 21, yeah, and, and naive <laughs> and all of those things. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for yeah, sharing Mom, your life sure, and uh, sure. telling us about everything. Yeah. And yeah take some yeah. pictures. And, no, I have a, I feel like I've had a great life. And I, you know, people talk about glory days and everything. And I've enjoyed every part of my life, you know. And like I say, those chapters, you know, I think if you go back and read my book, you'd, you know, people would, it would be a fascinating read. It's not just about, you know, my, my, uh, I wasn't. I didn't even do sports in high school. You know, so many people think back on that as their yeah. high point of their life. Right. Man, every every minute of my life is my high point. Right. You know, that's the way I feel. Well, they can read your story on the Ron Report. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Edit it. Edit, edit it carefully. Yeah. Thank you, Bill. Yeah. Sure.